Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome to our wonderful listeners. We're so pleased to have you back listening to the next episode. So on today's episode, we are going to be exploring ideas around you know, is self-exploration, i.e. masturbation, self-care? And like, you know, why not toss in a little bit of talk around orgasms too? Because, you know, like that's kind of the point um, or part of the point. Um, so I just, you know, uh, before I uh, introduce my guests and like we jump like fully into this, like we do want to recognize that like there may be individuals who like this conversation is not appropriate for, or there may be like social, cultural, religious reasons, like why maybe like this episode might not be the best for you. So we totally understand if uh, that might be you, if you decide not to continue listening. Um, And we welcome those who, um, you know, are curious and want to like learn more and explore this topic in like a very tasteful way. Um, We're excited to like dive right in. So why don't I begin by introducing Rose Sanchez, who is our guest today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super excited and stoked. I conversation. I can't wait. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think, you know, I, I, I think it would be important. And like, I do this pretty much with every guest is like, tell us about you. And like, I really want to know, like, what got you into like exploring this whole idea of like, sexual exploration, self, right. sexual exploration as self care. So Okay, well, um, for starters, um, like you said, my name is Ro. I um, currently own two companies, LFD Corp and She Slips, which is um, my sexual wellness brand for women and anyone who has a vagina. I'm going to put that out there because we are inclusive. Um, So basically, the way I like to sum up my start and my reality, I like to use five words, self-love daily sex, intimacy, positive vibes, and actions. Now, it wasn't always like that because it really wasn't. Now, my first glimpse of just how like unfulfilled I was living life in general was back in 2010. I was, um, you know, working a corporate job. I had been there for years, you know, doing the regular normal thing that everybody's doing, right? And it just um, got to a point where I had a mental breakdown, literally. So I stopped working there. And um, needless to say, I was overworked, stressed out, on the verge of just going off on everybody and just, you know, horny as hell, right? And that was part of it and just unfulfilled. So I got to the point where I was like, okay, this is not working. 
So what I did was I actually got help. I went to, I started going to therapy and in my first therapy session with her, we discovered a way where I could turn things around and that was through self-care. So um, it helped by this time. I mean, I wasn't only just doing it, you know, for, you know, certain reasons I was doing it on a day to day practice and it really just turned everything around. So I, you know, I stopped being um, angry. I stopped being stressed out and literally did a 380, literally. So now I'm at the point where, you know, I'm like, okay, this worked for me. I know I'm not the only one out here you know, going through the same life cycle of being unfulfilled, right? And being stressed out and just, you know, not being happy. So I figured now's the time for me to dip my toes into, you know, the self-care and sexual wellness um, atmosphere. So that way I can help others get to the point where I am right now. And it's, it's taken me a while. It's taken me 10 years plus. So I'm just like, you know what? It, it's time to change the narrative here. <laughs> I have some follow-up questions to that story because this is actually kind of like the first time I'm hearing this story. Um, so, okay. You go to therapy and I'm wondering, so the first thing that came to my mind was, did she tell you in like the first session that you should go like sexually explore yourself? Like, was that self-care what she was talking about? Or was she just um, initially presenting like, Hey, this whole idea of self-care, personal development, like, was it more of a general thing that like, as you went down that self-care route, like that kind of came into it? Or was it like, maybe you should masturbate. That might make <laughs> you feel better. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious. Cause if I'm curious, there might be other people that are like, really, was that like the first therapeutic intervention she came up with? Yeah. 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 Well, and speaking with her since my, um, my anxiety, cause that's what it is. That's what I was diagnosed with. Right. Um, stems from, you know, like anger, right. Cause you have that spectrum, you know, some people get depressed. Some people cry. I'm totally left. I get angry. Right. So in speaking with her, she even asked me, she was like, well, what do you do on your downtime? You know, you're over here working 60 hours a week. I was married at the time, recently married. And she's like, you're taking care of your spouse. You're taking care of your, you know, your child. You have all these responsibilities and you're trying to achieve that level of, oh, I can do it all. You know, that perfection. Right. And it's, she's like, no, she's like, you have to stop doing that. She's like, you have to put yourself first. And in talking about that, the topic of intimacy and sex came up and, you know, I was honest with her and I was like, yeah, we do it, but you know, it's just, yeah, okay. You know, it's just whatever. <laughs> and slowly, but surely she started, you know, guiding me towards, you know, self-care and sexual wellness as in, you know, putting myself first sexually as well. So that way I could, you know, become an entire, how would I say it? Like, um, you know, it's happy just entirely my whole well-being, let's put it that way. And that's how it slowly started. And then from there, I just took on with it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm, I'm so like, interestingly, like I have over the kind of past year, have been really getting into like different female empowerment books um, and reading a lot of research on uh, female sexuality. And like, we like 
there is so much research that is lacking in both like physiology and psychology and like, you know, centered around female sexuality that like, it's, it's crazy. So it's something that I've been like really diving into and it's, and and it just, I find it so interesting that, you know, we talk about, so like, okay, let's talk about general self-care. Like when we, when most people think about self-care, the things that come to my mind are like, have a Epsom salt lavender bath with some candles, you know? Um, And I can't sit in a tub past like five minutes. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do here. This is, you know, so it's going to look like different things for different people. But you think about like eating well and like getting your sleep, which are all super important things. Like you might do journaling, you might do. And I just, and it just seems so interesting that like, up until you kind of mentioned it, like, mm-hmm. what about our like sexual needs? Right. And right. our sexual wellness. Correct. Because I think that that can and is sometimes a source of um, dissatisfaction in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. That then like funnels into all of the other stuff. It makes everything right. else more frustrating. Like when you haven't had an orgasm in a while. Right. Right. And it's true. See, the thing is when I um, slowly but surely started doing like my research on self-care, because I mean, self-care came onto the scene a couple of years back and everybody's just like all over it. Right. Everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody spews the same thing. It's like, yes, do the bath, you know, take 10 minutes to sit down and read, do your meditations and all this good stuff. And I agree with you. Yeah, that's wonderful. And if it works for you, awesome. But guess what? Self-care at its core is meant to, you know, is meant to help you learn how to actually care for yourself and love yourself on every level. And that includes mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and sexually because whether people want to admit it or not we're sexual beings that's just the way it is that's that's true talk (laughs) that's just I mean you can't go wrong with that you can't dispute that you know what I mean and I, I think I think there I think there may be some like pullback because I think from a female perspective like we like you know I heard it on a different podcast and it was just really interesting that like, it's a, you know, like when men masturbate or men do their self-exploration or or people who identify themselves as male to be inclusive, um, that it's almost like we expect them to explore that way in their teens. And we just like, we expect that that's like a part of part of regular routine. But I think the narrative around female sexuality, um, female self-exploration, female sensual exploration, very taboo. And like, in, in some cases, like really encouraged to not do that. Right. And I think we've sort of taken it and we've separated this aspect of ourselves that we are sexual beings. And like, you know, God forbid, as a woman, I do want to have it or maybe I want to have it more often. Maybe I want to have it less. Maybe I want to have it this way or that way. Like, you know, um, but we're sort of not there's a lot of shame. Yes, that's that's the thing. Society has conditioned us to such an extent that everything is centered around the male penis and his 
pleasure. I mean, even sex education at school, they don't talk about female pleasure. I mean, they don't talk about, you know, the different types of orgasms women can have. You know what I mean? They don't discuss that at all. So it's like we are conditioned, unfortunately, to believe that our sexual needs, first of all, don't matter. And two, I don't want to bring in, you know, like religion or anything like that, but that it's a sin, you know, and that you just should not explore your body on any level whatsoever. And it's, and it's not the case. It's not the case. And that's kind of like the um, conversation that we need to have because things are changing. This is 2020. Yeah, it is changing for sure. Yeah, society is changing. Our views on sexual wellness is changing slowly, but it's, it's getting there. And I am a huge advocate of you know, female pleasure, female sexuality and masturbation, because it really is the core of a lot of things, including self-care, self-love, getting to know yourself. Because I mean, you have to think about it. If you don't know yourself, how do you expect to have a healthy connection and a healthy relationship with someone else? You can't. You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. So there's a lot of things involved in that. And unfortunately, you know, we aren't really looking into that, but that's because of all the conditioning that we're getting from, from everywhere. Cause it's in media, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. And unfortunately we're the ones who have to kind of like break through that cycle and change things. And yeah. once you do, then, you know, it's a different story. And, and I think that, you know, there's a, you know, more and more, like I said, just over the past year, like reading a whole variety of, of books that are coming about, about the science behind female sexuality. Like right now I'm reading Come As You Are. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very, you know, and I think there's another one that's on my reading list, which is like Becoming Cliterate. Oh, I, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've, I, I've heard of it. I haven't read, I haven't read it yet, but, but, you know, it's like, um, Oh, and there, uh, there, there's another book that I have, which is like the anatomy of females, uh, like female sexuality. And, and like, you know, yeah. just going, uh, and a lot of this is like going over basics. Like you're right. We're not really being um, taught a lot in sex ed, especially about the female parts. Like we can't even label the, the vagina correctly. You know what I mean? We refer right. to everything as the vagina and that's, and that's the vagina is the only, like the vagina is only the inner canal. Everything that you see on the outside is referred to as your vulva. Right. Yeah. And, and we can't, and, and again, we don't even use the right anatomical words when we talk to people, like you wouldn't call the nose by some other name. Right. 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 So why do we give like different names to like, let's talk about down under, like, what does that mean? Right. Right. Yeah. And it makes, makes it seem like it's so shameful. Like, don't go down under, don't talk about down under, definitely don't explore. But like, it's not even from just like a psychological sexual perspective, but but, like from a health perspective, you need to know what's down there and you need to know what it looks like, because how are you going to detect if something is wrong? Like there's and there's like all sorts of other things. Right. Yeah. So I think it's super important for us to know what our parts are. Like, just as we know, every part of our face Right. We should know that too. And a lot of women in conversation, um, they don't even know, 
It's like, have you looked at yourself? Do you know what you have? No, I'm not going to look under there. And it's like, what do you mean? It's part of your body. You know, it's the most delicate part of your body. So you want to know what it looks like, how to care for it, you know, and how to just, yeah, how to enjoy it as well. I mean, because you were made to enjoy that sexual pleasure. Because one thing that women don't know is that the female organ, the vagina, right? We have, you know, our most sacred part of it, which is the clitoris. That's made strictly 1000% for pleasure. It's not there just to look at, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) But if you're not willing to explore yourself, you don't know that. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Like we we assume female pleasure is centered around the vagina um, mm-hmm. and around penetration. And that's so not, it's like, I, I can't remember. And like, please don't, you know, get angry if I have the stats wrong, but I'm trying to remember from the book, but it's like something like 70% of women do not orgasm. It's just like, it's a really large number of women who do not orgasm through vaginal penetration, right? Yeah, no, that's um, true. That's very true. And that number is about right. And and I feel like, you know, as a woman, if like, you know, you're kind of not receiving, you know, you don't get that pleasure or you're not, you know, seeing that pinnacle, like you might start thinking like, is there something wrong with me? Am I somehow broken or, you know what I mean? And so I think you're right in terms of like in in some case, like in some aspects, it's really important for us to have self-exploration to love our bodies because if we don't love our bodies then we might not pick partners who love our bodies correct right um it's a trickle effect it really is yeah And and you're right because um you know, the percentage that you threw out there, the 70% is very true because they did a study. Um, Cause I know they, they did another one and this one was um, actually on a college campus and they did it with 800 different students and the results were the same thing. Only 36% of women claimed that they, you know, um, achieved orgasm with every sexual encounter. That leaves a huge, huge number of women that are missing out, are literally missing out, not just on the pleasure, but on the health benefits, on everything that comes with having a healthy sex life. And, you know, I know it's something that we're going to discuss, but that just brings up the orgasm gap. You know, yeah, let's, we can rearrange the order. Like I, I go with the flow here. So like, right. let's, you know what, like I said, we'll bring in some orgasm too. Why not bring it in right now? Right. Yeah. Because that's the whole thing. A lot of people are not aware of that. And the issue is men are having, of course, more orgasms than women. And it's just a fact, you know, the statistics are showing it. And when I speak with different people in the community, I can tell because one of the most asked questions that I get in my DMs almost on a daily basis is how do I know what it feels like and how can I orgasm? How can I do it? Cause I'm not even sure I'm, I'm feeling anything. And to that extent, I hate to say it, but in my opinion, the reason why um, there is such a thing as orgasm gap is two things. One, like we were discussing before, it's society. Society is fixated on penetration and that's how the male gets off. So that's how the female 
um, you know, reaches her orgasm. And that couldn't be further from the truth. So that's one issue why we have this problem. And the second issue is ourselves, is women. Because I am a firm believer, and I say this a lot when, um, you know, I'm working with clients and, you know, on social media, you have to get to a place where you are able to speak your truth. And what I mean by that is regardless of who you're with, if you're doing a hookup, if it's you're dating somebody, you're married, you're living with your significant other, if you are not feeling pleasure, if you're not getting the touches that you want or the talk that you want or whatever the you know case may be, speak up, say it and say, look, that's not working. You know what I mean? This is what I like. And you teach your partner, look, touch me this way or talk to me this way. I mean, it's not rocket science, but unfortunately, again, here comes the conditioning part. (laughs) We're taught that we need to like, not save face, but we need to kind of protect our partner's ego and say, oh no, that's, you know, you're doing good. You know, you know, they ask you a question, you know, they ask you, oh, did you come? Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Knowing damn well, you didn't. <laughs> but it's like, you know, we have to kind of like get out of ourselves, so to speak, and really have that conversation. Because if you don't say anything, you're not going to get the, you know, you're not going to reach that peak intimacy and you're not going to know what it's like. And you're actually missing out not just again on the pleasure, but of all the benefits. So that to me is like the two main factors why this orgasm gap even exists. And it shouldn't be that way, but unfortunately it is. Yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm just thinking to a podcast I just recently did on, you know, um, consent. And we were talking about consent, mm-hmm. uh, both generally and in in respect to sexual um encounters like there's that piece too like if your partner doesn't know how you want to be touched and how what you like they're it's not like they're gonna do it right right because they're not gonna know that there's a whole bunch of vulnerability that has to happen both on the part of the person saying this is what I would like um and then the vulnerability on that person to say okay let's give it a try right there's vulnerability on 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 both sides and or the vulnerability of saying no that actually doesn't really, I don't like the idea of that, but maybe we could do something like this. And so that's that conversation around the consent piece. Um, But, but, you know, there's a lot of vulnerability that has to happen. And I think, you know, it might, I don't know for fact, but I, maybe you could speak to this is like, you know, if you are self-exploring, right, Mm -hmm. there may be an increased level of comfort to speak on the topic I like it like this because, well, I've explored it that way and I seem to like it like this, Um, you know, let's give it a try or I like it when, you you know, or even I feel like if you're exploring yourself that you're going to have more words and more descriptors and more ways of describing things that you enjoy versus if you've never explored yourself. It might be difficult to articulate to your partner what you do and do not like and how you like it because, you wouldn't maybe know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The, the first step 
obviously is masturbation or self-exploration because you do have to know how your body reacts, what you like and what you don't. So basically it's kind of like um, getting down to the bottom of what your sexual um, receptors are because everybody has them. There's certain things that, you know, certain touches that you're like, no, I don't like that. And then you have the opposite where you have touches where you're like, oh yes, give me more of that. But it's like you said, if you don't explore your own body for yourself, you're never going to know that. And you're never going to know, hey, this is what I like. Or even you, sometimes you don't even have to say anything. You can just show the other person what you like. But in order to get to that, you have to be willing to really take the time and you know, put yourself first in that aspect and really explore your body, all of it Mm -hmm. from head to toe. Yeah. I I mean, I'm certainly thinking like, I'm sure there are couples out there who are very comfortable with themselves to like go through that exploration phase together. Um, But oftentimes, like, depending on the context, like you're probably not going to feel the most comfortable like trying to figure it out kind of with somebody. So for, for those individuals who are like, you know, not ready to be vulnerable, like to figure it out with a partner, right. Then the self-exploration piece is a really, you know, good option. I want to talk a little bit to like the benefits. Cause like, obviously Mm -hmm. I brought up the fact of like, you probably need to know what it looks like down there in case there's like a medical reason that you'd like need to have something explored. Um, or, you know, like if you're active with somebody, you probably, you know, like sexual health around like STIs and like, you know, using proper precautions. And then like, if you, you know, are feeling something like, how do you know what you're feeling something down there wasn't there before or right. So just from like a strict medical perspective, it's mm-hmm. a good idea to look. Um, Absolutely. But like, aside from like the medical need mm-hmm. to um, be aware of what's down there, like what is the benefits of like self-exploration? Okay. Well, the benefits are many um, other than of course the medical one. Um, you also have, um, you know, it helped, well, this is kind of medical, but it's more so overall well-being. You know, it lowers your stress hormones. It helps you, you know, calm down. It helps you, you know, relieve that stress. Because sometimes that we have, you know, pent up that doesn't allow us to even function sometimes. So that's really important. Another thing other than the lower um, stress hormone is that it also helps you with sleep. So because when you are, you know, um, actively in the uh, masturbation process, let's put it that way, and you reach orgasm, that um, energy actually helps your body to kind of like calm down again and, you know, go to sleep. So it helps that way as well. But other than that, it helps with self-confidence. It helps your self-esteem. I mean, you start really feeling yourself and you start knowing, okay, this is my worth. You know, I'm, you know, worthy of everything. And it just really pumps up your self-confidence and your self-love because I mean, if you don't do that, nobody's going to do that for you. And that's a really good way of starting that process of getting to that self-acknowledgement where you're like, yes, I can do this. I can do that. It's, it's a really good motivator. Let's put it that way. 
especially when it comes to, you know, your self-confidence and knowing who you are and, you know, on that aspect. So it, it really does help with that. Yeah. uh, It's interesting that you say, you know, uh, bringing in that concept of self-love because that, you know, I think that also transcends just like the physical, like, like having needs and like meeting them um, from like a physical perspective, but self-love just from every aspect, like loving yourself enough to like, look at yourself in the mirror, loving yourself enough to be like, man, I'm like, this is me. And I like me. Correct. Correct. And it's, and it's a trickle effect too, because when you accept yourself for exactly who you are And you learn to love the body that you're in and take care of it from every aspect, everything else follows. Your mindset gets better. Your your overall health improves. I mean, you start making smarter decisions, even in relationships and dating, you know, you can see the red flags and be like, no, that's not going to work. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not going there. So it's, it's an overall um, practice that, you know, we should be doing because it's not just for the sexual pleasure. It's for, you know, everything else as well. And yeah. How, uh, you, you sort of mentioned this, um, you know, like that it, it, it also um, adds benefits to like partners. Like, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about, you know, how does this type of self-care like benefit the people who love us and are with us in an intimate way. Uh, But, you know, like even in a, not even in a, I'm thinking it also probably goes beyond intimacy from the physical perspective. I mean, you know, how, how might that um, positively benefit the whole relationship dynamic? Well, when you are actively, you know, um, taking care of your sex self-care, because that's what I like to call it, um, not only do you benefit, but your partner does as well, because there are certain things and certain um, activities that you can actually include your partner in, which, you know, helps because not only does that, you know, solidify the bond between you and your partner, but you guys become closer. There's less friction, so to say, you know, like when you are intimate, because, you know, you know what each other likes. So there's kind of like that, that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's like a mutual understanding of, you know, what you guys like, you know, during intimacy and even outside of intimacy as well, because you guys are closer. So that bond is very, very important. And, you know, it's, it's very simple to include your partner into things. I mean, it's not a requirement, obviously, but it is something recommended. So that way, you know, they can actively be a part of your self-care and vice versa, because it's not just us, you know, being on the receiving end, it's also our partner. So yeah, it's very beneficial. I mean, it takes the relationship to another level. I feel like there could be some relationships mm-hmm. where people might think, well, and I guess, it, it, how am I going to word this? Um, like, I feel like there might be some instances where either the female's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't masturbate because like, then my partner's going to think like, he's not pleasing me. He, she, right. They, mm-hmm. um, 
may not be pleasing me. And, and if they were to maybe catch me or if I were to talk about it, like it may hurt their feelings. Um, has that ever come up in your discussions with like clients and like, how do you kind of, how can we reframe that in a more like positive way rather than it being like a threat Right. It shouldn't be seen as a threat because, um, you know, like we've been discussing um, masturbation. Yes, it's all about you getting to know yourself. However, inviting your significant other into the picture um, also allows them to see right? To see what you're into, what you like, understand you better. And it's to the point where you can actually tell your partner to, you know, hey, why don't you do it as well? You know what I mean? So that way it's a mutual, it's a mutual activity. And yeah, a lot of people are a little bit apprehensive to it because they're like, oh, but you know, just like you said, he's going to think that, you know, they're going to think that, you know, I'm not being satisfied, but that's, you know, part of the conversation that, you know, the two in the relationship need to have. You have to have, sometimes you have to have tough conversations and keep it 100 with each other. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, having like a mutual, um, a mutual, you know, solo play session, right? Between, between both parties is a good way to start the conversation. It's a good way to, you know, get to know one another on that level as well. So that way there's no misunderstandings, you know, when it comes to um, intimacy, because unfortunately a lot of women, you know, and, and men and, you know, everyone else, I mean, they go through it to a certain extent where they're just not satisfied, but yet they don't want to say anything because they feel that they can't. Mm. And that's part of the issue as well. So if you're in a relationship with someone, you should have that, that confidence, you should have that openness to say, hey, you know, let's try something different. Let's do some, you know, mutual self care together. And let's, you know, get to know one another on that intimate level. And that's kind of like how it all starts. So yeah, there really shouldn't be any apprehension to it. But unfortunately, there is. But Yeah. And I mean, if couple, and I'm just thinking like, if couples are feeling stuck, Mm -hmm. um, you know, finding a good, um, you know, sex positive therapist to help like walk you through, you know, how do you, cause again, like there might be points in our lives where we're more wanting or less wanting and like how do you navigate the complexities of like a sexual relationship you know sometimes you need somebody to like walk you through that right um we're not saying it's easy all the time and there might be limiting beliefs limiting mindsets um so there are therapists you know there's there's people out there who can help with that so if you're kind of like oh my god i don't even know where to begin yeah um and take you literally by the hand and show you step by step of what, and, and it actually helps to get to the core of any type of, um, you know, issues and any underlining issues that might be there from like childhood or, mm-hmm. you know, early adulthood. Cause there are a lot of, you know, different, um, aspects of, you know, people's, um, lives that have an effect on yeah. how they see intimacy and how they view, you know, masturbation and sex as a whole. So yeah, that's when a, you know, personal, um, excuse me, sex, either a sex therapist or a sex coach could actually, you know, come in and act, you know, take them both by the hand and, you know, go step by step into that process. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and and certainly like traumas as well are going to impact, Correct. but not just like sexuality, but multiple aspects. And so that, you know, we have to under, we have to identify, you know, or sometimes we don't know that we're holding some sort of a past trauma. Um, but just if you're seeing manifestations in your relationships that like you're not willing, not able to be open and stuff, maybe there's stuff, like you said, underneath the surface that, you know, needs to be um, needs to be addressed uh, professionally. Correct. Um, I was saying, um, like people, or we were talking about like holding by the hand and like walking you through, like, how do you like get things started? And so, because, you know, because I know like in my practice, I, I do encounter, um, individuals who identify as female, um, Mm -hmm. that, have never explored down there. Um, and maybe they're at a point in their lives where they want to, um, you know, so the question is like, if somebody wants to like start this journey, like of yeah. self-exploration, like where do they start if they've never done this before? Like how, like, you know, how to, how, like, what, what would you say to somebody who's like, I've never masturbated ever in my life. Like, I don't even know where to begin. What, what would you say? Okay. Well, um, I have a, usually I have a two part answer to that. Um, before I get into the second part, usually what I try to help them do is basically start from scratch and create a, um, not a pattern, but at least a um, routine, a sexual wellness routine. And what I like to do is I make it very simple. You know, your first step is to first, you know, carve out time for it. Because, you know, for anything, regardless if it's a small habit or a huge habit, you have to carve out time in order for you to, you know, get into the habit of doing it. And more importantly, you know, take baby steps, right? Because again, not everybody is comfortable with just, you know, going to the bathroom, you know, or in the shower or while they're taking, you know, a bath take a mirror and, you know, go looking down there. Not everybody is comfortable with that. So taking steps is the best way to go. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You can start off your, you know, your sex self-care routine by let's just say, you know, wearing something that you feel confident in, or, you know, wearing a piece of, you know, lingerie that you feel sexy in. That's a good start. And then from there, you continue adding on little, you know, little pieces, you know, where you can play with toys and this, that, and the other. Now that's the basic, right? Because it's basic rinse and repeat. (laughs) That's kind of like the very, you know, starter stages of creating that type of daily self-care routine. Now for the person who has never ventured out in exploring themselves visually, what I like to recommend is an exercise and it's called mirror mirror. And basically what you do is you are in front of a mirror, completely in the buff and little by little, you know, you take your time and you explore your body while you are watching yourself in the mirror. And the easiest part about that, or the best part about that as well, is once you get to the part where you are comfortable enough to see your actual vagina, then you're able to sit there, you know, I'm trying to work this in a nice way. 
<laughs> I'm trying to word this in a nice way because I don't want to say spread eagle, but you know, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I, well, I think what you're trying to say, if I can, you know, step yeah, in, it's like when you're ready to explore, um, you're going to probably want to start with your vulva, right? Okay. All of the kind of outer parts and like what that all you need to do is kind of open. Right. So that you can just kind of see like whatever it is without even touching, like whatever it is that you see there, you see there. Right. Right. Um, and you take it step by step. That way you can see, you know, um, all your bits and pieces, your labia, your, you know, your clitoris, everything. So that way, little by little, you can get comfortable with the idea of, oh, okay, so that's what my vagina looks like. Okay, well, you know, let me touch it here. Let me see if I like this. And then, you know, little by little begins the exploration. But that's basic that's like the first basic exercise that I try to you know share with everyone because you have to know you have to know what you're what you're working with and that's you know that's pretty much the first step yeah I I I definitely you know I definitely think that you know and if you're like not and again if you're not um sure you know what even Thing, like what are the anatomy pieces down there, right? Like you might want to look at like an anatomy photo first and just, right? Like it doesn't have to be a real life photo, just like a regular, like straight up textbook anatomy photo um, and just being like, all right, there's like, there's parts down here. Um, let me just see what they're labeled as. And then you can then transition because if, again, if you are not even aware of, you know, that there's a clitoris, there's labia majora, minora, like there's the vestibule, there's the perineum, there's the anus. And like, if you don't know what all those pieces are, that can also be kind of scary and intimidating. But if you take a look at some like anatomy photos and be like, okay, and then you can kind of either print it out if you need to, uh, and then take a mirror and be able to be like, all right, am I able to like figure out and like label my genitalia correctly Mm -hmm. before you even have to go like touching necessarily. Right. Like you could just literally start with like, can I identify the parts of my genitalia? Um, And then, you know, when you get comfortable with that, you know, beginning to explore, like, what does it feel when I go here and touch there and like, then it, then it cascades, like it, you know, it's, it's just enough to get the ball rolling. And then generally speaking, right. once you're kind of exploring there already, you know, you kind of start to begin to get a sense of like, oh, well, I get this sensation over here, this sensation I like, and this one I don't. And then obviously, once you figure out what sensations you do like, then it makes it so much easier to stay with that, right? Correct. And then Correct. you kind of build, you know, build from, build from there. there. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yep. That's very true. I agree with that. When we're talking, you know, when I'm talking, well, when we talk about like education and like, you know, Mm -hmm. anatomy and all of these things and like sexuality, um, I do want to just have a quick convo around pornography Mm -hmm. because it's super easily accessible. Yes, it is. Um, You know, for somebody who is maybe 
no, like, is that a good place for people to start to figure out things? Like, I mean, porn is porn. <laughs> the porn is porn. <laughs> no, um, from an educational standpoint, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And um, there's several reasons for that. Um, we have to realize that porn is just visual entertainment. It really is. I mean, because if people were to really, really think about the behind the scenes of porn, then it would click easier, right? Because we have to recognize that these people are putting on a show. They are acting. There are other people behind the scene directing them. Oh, this is what looks good. You know, this is visually appealing. Do it this way. Try this position, you know. And unfortunately, these um, actors, they also have to be able to orgasm on command. That doesn't happen in real life. You know, sex isn't always picture perfect. Mm because it just isn't, you know what I mean? A lot of things can happen, you know, it's sweaty, it's ugly, you might bump heads. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a number of things, right? So porn, I mean, it's good for entertainment, but for educational purposes, absolutely not, because, you know, there's just a lot of, um, I mean, it's just not real, it's fantasy. And that's what we need to realize, because unfortunately, like for a lot of people who are not, um, you know, maybe that sexually active, they may turn to porn and say, oh, well, that's how it works. And that's what I need to do. Well, no, not necessarily, because that's not true. You know or if I mean? it doesn't work, right? Oh, well, right. like, I'm what's seeing... wrong with Yeah, exactly. And then you start what's to question you know, why am I not doing it right? How come I, how come I can't orgasm like that? Or in most cases, I even have, um, you know, I've had this conversation too, where um, women will ask me, well, how come I, I, I don't squirt like that? I see it, you know, I'm porn all the time. Well, guess what? Not everybody has that capability. And to put yourself into that um, aspect of, well, if they do it, I need to do it too. It doesn't work, you know, cause you're basically comparing yourself to a fantasy and that's just not real life. Cause it really isn't. So, yeah, yeah I mean, take it for granted, take it with a grain of salt, you know, enjoy it, you know, use it for visual stimulation, but don't think of it as a play by play book yeah. as what sex is meant for or how to even have it. Yeah. And, and to not use it as a comparison for like your body compared to others. Um, because again, it is entertainment. It is actors, you know, people like, you know, I, I, I think people apply for the job. Right. And so, yeah. right. Like they, there's going to be picking and choosing mm-hmm. of looks um, appearances. Um, so I don't think it's diverse enough, um, as a comparison of yourself to like, quote unquote, be like, am I normal? Um, am I doing it correctly? Because I just don't think the porn industry is diverse enough. And so then you get lots of women or, or individuals who identify as women with women genitalia going like, well, mine doesn't look like that or it doesn't work that same way. And then, it, you know, it starts to begin to come and in, call into question whether or not I'm normal or I'm somehow um, just like we know 
that like the number of labiaplasties that are happening to try mm-hmm. to make like the vulva look like everybody else's vulva. And yeah. there's such a large spectrum, just mm-hmm. like everybody has a different looking face. Right. Everybody yeah. has a different looking vulva, right? Yeah. And like everybody's body parts are so different and unique. You know, yeah. the comparison game here, I mean, it just really don't even do it. Don't even do it. Don't go down that road. You know what I mean? And another thing too, with the porn um, industry, um, yes, I agree. It's not inclusive. It's not diverse. And when you really, really pay attention, other than of course, your, how do I put this? Other than of course, watching, you know, like maybe lesbian porn or maybe bisexual porn, when you really take a close look at heterosexual porn, which is kind of like the mainstream porn that's out there, female pleasure really isn't um, a part of that scene, right? I mean, yeah, you may see a little bit of stimulation, you know, to her clitoris, you know, to her other body parts, but that's about it. The majority of the scene is around what is around male penetration and that's not exactly the only way yeah. right that women have pleasure and it's not you know it's just not um it's not a true depiction of what intimacy and sex really really is because it really isn't yeah uh, and I thought that that would be just like an important, yeah. um, you know, important aspect to to just like highlight is like, yeah. listen, it's meant for entertainment. You're allowed to enjoy it, not enjoy it, like watch it, not watch it. But just yeah. understanding that like, you know, when you're learning about your sexuality and you're learning how to be intimate with like, it's not it's not necessarily a true representation of what's happening in the real world. Because if you use that as the comparison for your performance and your looks and the way that you enjoy it, like mm-hmm. it's just going to be the thief of your joy um, because that's what comparison is. Comparison is the thief of joy. Right. So I, thought it would be, I just thought it would be really important, like for individuals who are like newer, um, you know, um, in the sexual wellness and like self-exploration piece um, just to kind of highlight those pieces. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, it's important. It, it's a, it's a conversation that needs to be had because I mean, yeah, I mean, it, porn is pretty much everywhere. It's very, you know, you can get it anywhere. And a lot of people unfortunately use that as gospel, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not the case. It really isn't. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to switch gears because you kind of mentioned this at the at the beginning. And mm-hmm. I mentioned that we would kind of dive a little bit into this conversation as well. And that centered around orgasm. Yes, um, <laughs> I didn't check, but I figured I, I, I probably should have checked. Like how many Google searches are there for like, how do you achieve a better orgasm or how do you achieve? I, I'm, I'm certain there are probably millions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> so I guess I want to start off with like, first and foremost, like, is there more than one way to orgasm? Because I think, you know, when we have an idea, like we have ideas from like media and probably pornography on like what orgasming, like how it should happen. So let's talk about like the different ways you can actually achieve orgasm. Right. Um, there are 11 different ways that women can have 
orgasms. And some of them, like you said, are very mainstream. Like for instance, you know, the clitoral orgasm that's, you know, mainly focused on stimulating your clitoris. There's, you know, the G-spot um, orgasm, and that's, you know, heavily used, I guess, in certain um, ways. But um, there's that one. There's anal orgasm as well. That's another one. There's blended orgasms. And um, that's when two or more um, erogenous zones on your body are stimulated at the same time. So that can bring you to orgasm. There's nipple orgasm. There's corgasm where you are actually working out and you can have an orgasm depending on, you know, the core exercises that you're doing. There's sleep orgasm, where if you're having a sensual dream, you might, you know, have an orgasm in your sleep because it does happen because, <laughs> it, you know, it happens. There's cervical orgasm. There's deep vaginal orgasm, you know, because there's different areas and different um, soft spots on the inside of our vagina that are, you know, when, when stimulated, you can also you know, get to that peak intimacy. So it's not just one and done. You know, there's a lot of erogenous zones in your vagina inside where you can also, you know, get that stimulation to, um, to orgasm. And of course, you know, multiple orgasms and squirting. Those are kind of like mainstream as well. But like I mentioned, you know, it takes a little bit to get to that point, but it's not impossible. So overall, there's like 11 different ways that women can orgasm. So there's like a lot, there's a plethora <laughs> of ways <laughs> to seek that pleasure. Just in case you thought there was only one. Correct. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that, you know, I knew that, I mean, I could probably list off several of those. Yeah. I just, I didn't, when you said 11, I was like, oh, 11's a, that's like, that's more than I, um, you know, more than I anticipated, but, but then, you know, when I think to, you know, um, different conditions that people may have, like, or even like spinal cord injuries where access to the, you know, to the quote unquote, typical genital area region, there are so many other ways and so mm -hmm. many other places and like, the earlobes can be sensual and sexual too. Like you could Correct. meditate. I, and I also think of like Tantra, mm -hmm. you know, so like you could probably, you know, meditate and orgasm without even touching yourself just yes. through like thinking about it. So there are so many different ways and that is super kind of cool. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. I mean, there's a lot of avenues to explore. And it's like you said, the body, the human body has so many erogenous zones. It's not just the genital area. You know what I mean? With women, it can be our nipples, our ears, our neck, you know, sometimes even the, you know, the backside of our knees. I mean, there's a lot of different spots that can help you get to that. Yeah. Um, that satisfaction. Totally. Yeah. I want to ask you about your ebook because you have an ebook. What is your ebook? Um, the title of the ebook is um, The Ultimate Guide to Real O's or Real Orgasms. And um, yeah, the main premise why I um, wrote the book was actually, it was actually, I stumbled upon it, let's put it that way, <laughs> is when I started to talk about the brand and sexual wellness as a whole, I figured, I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to test the waters, so to speak. I'm going to put out, you know, some information in regards to faking orgasms, 
you know, something that we need to stop doing as women. So that way we can start shooting for the stars and I'm going to see what type of, you know, feedback I get. And when I put up the post on Instagram, women went Google Gaga over it. So I was like, Oh, okay. I'm like, great. So now we can talk about it. So I put the ebook together and it's a 21 page guide. Um, very straightforward very simple. Um, what I do is I talk about why we need to stop faking our orgasms, all the health benefits that come from it, um, the different types of orgasms. I go over 10 and I um, describe them, you know, specifically. So that way, um, you know, people get a better understanding of what each one is. And I also put in two special sections. One is um, five different masturbation exercises. So what I do is I actually walk you through the five exercises. So that way you can explore yourself in five different ways and be cool. creative that way. Yeah. And then I figured, well, you know, not everybody is single. So we have, you know, our married couples and our, you know, people that are dating and, you know, living with their partners. So I also put in another section where I share five different partner positions. So that way, you know, that's another avenue to explore and see, you know, how you can both benefit from orgasming through those exercises. And then I also um, put in a little mini list of product recommendations that I personally have used throughout the years and still use. And, um, you know, that way, there's, you know, another avenue where you can, you know, implement using toys and, you know, lotions and things of that sort. So it's pretty well-rounded book. It has a little bit of everything there and yeah, and it's available. And I am super stoked for people to, you know, to get it and read it. But so far it's gotten um, very good feedback. So I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. Where you know, now that you now that you've like got everybody all like okay that sounds really awesome uh, I want to like get started on these exercises and you know um, where where can people find it and like where can people because you've you've alluded to Instagram like where can where can people find you follow you where can they get the ebook tell us tell us. Okay, the ebook is actually up on my website. My website is sheslips.net. Um, there you can grab it. It's there. I mean, you can grab it for less than a cup of coffee and get on your way and really in, start enjoying your sexual wellness. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at she.slips. Same thing on Facebook. And um, another thing that I wanted to invite your you know, your listeners, um, and everyone who's, you know, who's going to be listening to the podcast is, um, I have put together a private, um, group for, um, us women. It's called Girlfriend Kingdom, um, on Facebook. And basically it's a safe playground for us to chat and talk about everything up under the sun, including sex, intimacy, dating, parenthood, lifestyle, business, everything. Because unfortunately, there really aren't many places online that are safe enough where, you know, you can express yourself without being judged 
or without being, you know, ridiculed for, you know, asking a question. So I took it upon myself and I was like, well, it's a good idea to put, you know, a private group together. And, um, you know, that way we can just, you know, talk about things and really just, you know, have fun, basically. So, um, yeah. So I wanted to, you know, put that out there. Put it, put, put it out there. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, I think it's, it's challenging right now for us to like find community, never mind finding a community of like-minded individuals who are also interested in having conversations like real conversations around sexuality and female sexuality. So, you know, um, and I'm, gonna safely assume that this group is moderated and any kind of like judgmental type of is gonna get ixnayed yes yeah because yeah. yeah. you know yeah, like, I don't tolerate that yeah yeah I've I made it a point to where um yes we can ask questions we can talk freely about anything and everything but the minute something you know judgmental comes through or something that's just you know, not appropriate. That's it. I, I don't, I don't play that. I, I, I don't appreciate that, you know, cause as someone who's been on online for many years, I know how petty and how, you know, twisted things can get. So I made a point of making it very crystal clear. No, that type of behavior is not allowed. And it's an all women group as well. So anyone who identifies as a woman, is more than welcome to join. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that. Cause I think it's, you know, I think it's just important that people hear it, that like yeah. when, you know, when these groups, especially around maybe more sensitive um, topics that, you know, there, there is somebody that's going to be like modulating and, oh, and yeah. monitoring uh, because it needs to be a safe environment, um, especially a, a positive sex environment where people yeah. can have discussions. Not, not everybody has to agree on something, but we need to be respectful of individuals. Um, so I think that's a very important key. And we'll, um, we'll have uh, links in the show notes as well for people. If you're trying to remember, like, what was her website and yeah. <laughs> what's her Instagram handle? So we'll make sure that it's easily accessible for um, you guys uh, to reach that information. I want to thank you so much for um, being vulnerable yourself to come and <laughs> have this conversation with me, um, you know, about this topic. And, and I think it's an important one that, like, we need to have more conversations about our wants and needs and, like, what that means Um yeah. for us. Right. So I, I appreciate uh, the discussions that we've had and the, the laughs that we've had too. <laughs> yes. um, no, I thank you for giving me the opportunity. I really, really do. I really do. I'm very grateful for it. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. And of course we hope you listeners enjoyed it. Um, yeah. You know, like show us some love if you liked this conversation and want to have other conversations centered around like sex positivity, um, female sexuality, like let us know. And like, we will try to hook it up. Um, yes. And of course, like make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, because if we do have more conversations like this, we want you to be in the loop about them and, you know, make sure that those episodes are, you know, up, you know, 
uploaded to wherever you access your podcast. So anyway, so yeah, we encourage you subscribe and let us know what you think. And uh, we will connect with you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.